Hello and welcome to Divorce Daily. I'm Jack. Now this is part two of the uh, two-part interview I did with my best friend on his experiences with dealing with essentially me (laughs) during the divorce. So if you haven't listened to part one, uh, you're definitely going to want to because a lot of this won't make any sense. But to kind of go over everything uh, real quick and catch you up, basically I stopped the interview right at the point where the relationship was kind of officially uh, over and uh, when it moved on to the separation phase. Now, this was this was really hard for me because I told him not to hold back and he didn't and I found out a lot about who I was uh, at that time what kind of a friend I was at that time and I learned a lot about his struggles with dealing with that and he enlightened me on a lot of things that I I flat out wasn't aware of and it was it was hard. It was I'm just it was hard. <laughs> so uh, without any further ado, uh, after our little commercial segment here, here is uh, part two. After I told her that you this, knew, okay, that that, and because you, you you that took you into what I would think is a different phase where. You still wanted to be together, but you deep down you kind of still knew you kind of knew it was over. Okay. So it was kind of like, hey, I just need my space. I want to focus on this. Okay. I remember I sent you a little messages, and you would see them, but you wouldn't respond. Mm-hmm. And I remember you were very busy, which was good. I remember telling her, "I was like, you know, you know, he he needs to stay busy. He just his mind's off." And then after about a week and a half. I would say, hey, at, at most, it was just come to the bar, come to the bar, come to the bar, come to the bar. Hey, 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 I, I, I need a drink. Come on, let's let's go to the bar. Hey, why don't you come down to the alley and I'll buy you a pint. Hey, you know, it's like, it, like it was, I need you, because I can't go back home. It it was almost like I was like a support animal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like. You, it was like I'm the last pillar trying to hold your world together, mm-hmm. and it it was tough. It was tough because um, at this time I'm working full time. I'm going to school. Right. I mean, you I had th- a life. I yeah, mean, you know, was, a wife, a it, life. School, it was really you difficult. Stuff going on. But at the same time, I remember I had a enormous amount of guilt on my shoulders. Because I, I I am just that type of person that I want to help everybody. Right. And here's this person who is essentially my very first best friend in my entire life. And I feel like I'm laying him down because this is the worst part. This is the worst nightmare of his entire life at this moment and I can't help him. Like I, I, I felt extremely selfish. I felt like I was letting you down. Mm-hmm. But I had my I have my wife, I had my job, my school, my life, and it was just 
it was rough. Because on one hand, I really wanted to help you. I wanted right. to do everything I could to help you. But then I can't ignore everything else because that's my life. Right. And it's like, as selfish as I was, I can't drag my life down into the dirt to try and pick you back up. Right. No, yeah. So I was trying my hardest to do everything I could to help you during that time. And that's why I remember I, I talked to you a lot. I, you know, it, and I felt really bad because I already told you four days in a row now that no. Right. So I, if I tell you no again, I feel like a dick and I just can't keep doing this. So I'm like, okay, this one time now. And then it's like, well, we'll go to this place and then how about this place? And then we'll go here. And then it got really worse when you finally moved out. And you move back down, and the distance wasn't 10 minutes. It was 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And that's when it got even more difficult because I can't, I mean, I am putting a lot of miles on my car. We can't find a place to meet halfway. And, you know, I would love to come down every single time that you were asking during that time, but it was just like, I. Now, on top of my life, I have my car to think about. Mm -hmm. My one vehicle that's between us, that's basically practically my lifeblood at this point. Right. So, it it just, it, it, it really piled on the guilt onto me. Because okay. it's like, here's this person that's asking and seeking my help in a very dark time. And I'm nowhere to be found. Right. But you did hang out. What was I like, you know, when we'd meet up at the bar uh, or the bowling alley? Because there were times at that point I was coming up uh, and I'd stay there um, at the old place over the weekend when I was working up at the bowling alley. And, uh, you know, even furthermore, I didn't want to have to go <laughs> go back. No, that, that is true. Um, so you did join me a couple of times. Do you remember what I was like? If I had to put a description to it. It would be soulless. Like, you were living but not... You were alive but not living. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you, you were just a husk. You had no life to you. You had no soul to you. You had no emotions. And you were afraid. Because you, you did not want to go back. Like, you were doing everything you could to not go back into that house. And you didn't want to go back. You didn't want those feelings again. Like you were trying, like you were in an inner battle inside you with emotions and everything. But then you were just like a third, not even a third, like a quarter of who you used to be. Like the Jack I knew was gone forever. He he, he did, it, it felt like he didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. And I had to come to grasp with the new Jack. The hollow jack, the soulless jack, and it it was it was rough. And I remember throughout that time, my frustration, my guilt, I should say, turned into frustration to the point where I was about a minute away from shaking you and being like, "Hey, get get out of this." You're being an idiot. Get out of this. Come on. 
like th- this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But with some of the stuff that I know I deal with, I knew that was impossible because uh, all that's going to do is make you want to punch me in the face, mm-hmm. and that's a lot. And I felt that fist. It it's not. It doesn't feel good. So I was trying everything to avoid that because. You, like no one knows how to deal with this. You're unique. I can't come up to you and be like, "Oh yes, I know exactly what I'm going, what you're going through." Because, no, no, I can't do that. I know, I know a feeling kind of what you're going through, but I don't know the exact situation that you're going through. So, as you are battling your emotions, I'm battling mine. Mm-hmm. Like where I just want to shake you, I want to punch you, and be like, "Hey, grow a pair. Come on." Right. And, but I can't. So it's like, I, I, it's like I'm clenching my fist when I'm sitting on your couch and talking with you. Cause during the first, I would say three months since you moved out, you were checking her Facebook. You were checking, you were messaging her. You were up you were trying to get every single update you could of her and the guy you were doing like you were basically Facebook stalking in my mind. <laughs> like I, I knew like someone else that you were talking, you were talking about getting revenge. Like it consumed your soul. Like it was like, okay, I'm here, but why did I come down here again? Cause it, it, it was like, I, I was seeing your then wife, right there where it's just like your phone is the most important thing in the thing mm-hmm. in the world which made sense because that phone connected you to your old life mm-hmm. and that's what you wanted you, you were in that you were in that twilight i would like to feel where you're trying to grasp your new life but you're still yearning for the old life mm-hmm. which makes sense and it was hard i i mean i'm, I'm not going to lie it was hard because it, it it really did question. It's like, why am I coming down here? I mean, I, I try to message you. You give me, like, three-word answers. Or not even any answer for, like, two days. Like, I'd be like, hey, what you got going on? Hey, how are you holding up? And, you know, you give me, like, like emo responses. <laughs> this is the only <laughs> thing I can think of. And it's just like, oh, okay, he's having a bad day. And it, it's like, I, I, what do I do? And I remember talking with my wife and being like, I don't know what to do. And she's trying to calm me down because it's like, you know, you can't keep doing this. And it's just like, because it's, she doesn't want anything to affect us. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like, okay, and my best friend's whittling away like he's about to disintegrate or something like that. And it's just like, and he's talking about revenge and he's talking about this and that. And it's just like, I, 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 it was in those moments that I wish I was very outspoken, that I had my wife's personality who was very outspoken and just came up to you and be like, dude, come on, grow up here. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, I, I came here to see you. I didn't come here to see you with your phone. I came here to see you. Right. So it's like, come on, let's go do something. Let's do something. Come on. Let, hey, you know, I'm trying to talk to you. And you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Hey, you know what? Uh, her friend told said and oh hey this is what they said. it's like 
yeah, I, I, it's like I understand this is a rough time, but it's like that. I mean, I, my, 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 the person in me, the fixer in me, because you, you, you're kind of similar to this. With as, as a, as a guy, we, we need to fix it. Something's broken. We don't want to talk about it. We don't want to talk about the feelings. We don't want to discuss it. We want to fix it. How can we fix it as fast as possible? And the only thing I could think of to fix it, which would have royally pissed you off, is taking your phone from your hand and smashed it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way to fix it. Is you you can't move on if you're one foot in the in the lake. So, just watching you, just grasp the reality and still not wanting to let go was hard. And I understand because when it comes to divorce, it's a one-party decision. It's very rare it's a two-party decision. I mean, it's a decision only one one person really truly needs to make. And it's And I can understand how difficult that is when you aren't you you don't want it mm-hmm. so i understand it's like like where one person's like yeah you know screw you the other person's like well no come here please and it's just and logically i understood it but experience wise emotionally wise i didn't and that's very difficult to mix in between because logically I'm like, well, I just got to give him a space and everything. But emotionally I'm like, okay, I'm going to take that phone and shove it up his rear end because, I mean, it, he, he, it's like, I don't, I, I don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. So. So that was first, um, three months or so after the move down yes back home and um you know the official beginning of the separation and all that shit did you notice a uh any changes in me uh after that initial shock and then to be honest becoming you know an unbearable (laughs) bastard uh for quite a while who obviously had a drinking problem that point did you uh, did, w- did you notice any anything or you know any sort of changes in me after some time or am i still you know an unbearable bastard with uh no you you got more bearable and uh i, I will admit <laughs> you got more funny. bearable you got like just a tiny bit <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean you went from one percent to two percent it's okay uh no um no it, it it did get better and i noticed what really got better is when you you went to what is comfortable with you, social media and writing, blogging. And I noticed you got significantly better and better over time, and you started making progress when you actually wrote about it. Uh, you wrote the, uh, when you wrote the letter, when you wrote what was going on, when you embraced, yes, I am a divorcee, you you really did improve and i mean it, it it's strange cuz you always did talk about how you were 
really good with social media, and I and you kept up on it, and you really did well, and it was nice because you got away from that. You you stopped working altogether, and at that, I mean, you were barely you were just for it seemed like you were you stopped working altogether. I know you were doing stuff to just get by with the um yeah it was production minimal. yeah yeah it was very very minimal, but to me it was like non-existent pretty right. much, but. You, d- you weren't posting. You weren't really doing anything. And then when you finally, it felt like you're like, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm embracing it. That's fine. And you started seeing more people. You took to social media. You took to what you are comfortable with and embraced it. You started getting better. And it was nice because you didn't stop. You, like, you, you, you kept saying it's the ex instead of just saying her name and everything. You kept refer, you referred to her finally as the ex. You told people things that you would have just kept private, and you told me to keep private. You finally told other people, and you actually accepted this is my new reality. And I believe the final hurdle what really helped you out was when you went up to your favorite spot this year and you like last year you you <laughs> you couldn't handle it i remember you calling me and you're like i i i when you got back and you're like oh it was a, it was the most miserable time of my lo- like ever because i couldn't deal with it like you were Having a fifth of Jack every single day, and you—it would have been Jim Beam for sure. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I for some reason I thought it was Jameson, but you—you you, you were drinking yourself to a stupor. You couldn't leave, and then this year, you're out on the beach, you're out at restaurants, you're out with your family. You're not staying at the place, and you were so much better mm-hmm. between the each year. It was—it was a complete one eighty. And when when I'm looking at you taking pictures of yourself, talking about your trip, not looking at yourself as some ugly, shallow person, but, you know, embracing who you really are, that is when I'm like, okay, he, he's ready. He, he took the giant leap. Like he he took the Neil Armstrong leap for mankind for Jack kind, <laughs> and he he's ready, he's ready to move on, he's ready to go, and I'm I'm not I'm going to join him. I, I'm not going to look back if he's not looking back. I'll mm-hmm. I'll talk to him like I always talk to him. Like I'm not going to treat him like he's some fragile china doll that's going to break under pressure. Mm-hmm. I'll just he's my friend. And that's why I'm going to treat him as. That's awesome. Um the first year I had gone up to it was Lettington, Michigan. My family's been going up there for 60 years now, every year. And the first uh the first trip that he talked about was kind of the official beginning of the break but 
to be even more specific, why that location was difficult uh, is because that's where I proposed to her uh, on the on the beach in that town. So I proposed to her there. She met my whole family there. A lot of memories with that. And I was actually staying in the same um, room that we had stayed in previously. So that's why it wasn't exactly a pleasant experience for me the first year. So, so this was this was a, a tough journey for you. This affected you in a lot of negative ways uh, through my actions, uh, through having to experience you know what I experienced. But it wasn't just that I was you know a, a victim. I don't like to use that word, but it wasn't just that. It was I I myself became. It'll be joked, but unbearable in a lot of ways, which could have potentially uh, really damaged our friendship. Yeah, I actually believe so. Um, and truthfully, there were times where I actually thought we were damaging our friendship mm-hmm. because I I just remember telling you no or ignoring you so many times and it sucked because I'm like, and I, I, I remember having conversations with my wife cause I, the guilt was just huge because it's like, you know, I don't want to lose my friend. I don't want to lose him. And it's not you. And it, it, a lot of times with me, it was not you who was ruining it. It was me because I'm too selfish to deal with you going through something hard. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to disagree because <laughs> I shouldn't have been asking you to go to the bar 20, 30 know, Tuesday <laughs> at noon. <laughs> I don't think I did that. But, uh, but that's an interesting concept to me, the idea that there was carnage all around and... Not only did I manage to make myself unbearable, and I own up to that. I know I know who I was, but so it's like I di- I didn't just get you mad at me. I got you, I you felt bad for yourself and for you felt guilty for for something that wasn't your fault at all. I mean, it's not your fault that you have to get up for work in the morning, that you have a wife that you have to go home to, you have a job, you have school, you have these other responsibilities. From an outsider's perspective, I find that that interesting in a way, that that the fallout from this, that two people can go through this and that the ripple effect can really happen and and that you can get damaged from it and like I said not just be mad at me for being a, you know a drunk and encouraging you in a lot of ways to be the same way but to take that one step further and for have you to actually feel guilt for not being able to do what was essentially ridiculous had you been able to do I mean I was asking you to act like you know a 21 year old kid and go out and just, I needed to take my mind off things. I, I you know, chose the wrong way to do it. I'm not going to deny that. But I guess that's that's just interesting to me. That it's, sh- that, 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 not friendly fire, um, but what is the other term for that? Collateral damage. Collateral damage. Yeah, the collateral damage that um, occurred 
you know, I, I, I was, it surprised me that you, but you felt guilty. I had no idea. I, I thought you were looking at it and going, well, hey, Jack's, you know, being an intolerable asshole. I'm not going to deal with it. I had no idea that you actually felt, well, you know, guilty for not, you know, being like, yo, let's go get shit faced. I, I guess the, the best way to kind of look at it in a sense, it'll be like you and me have really good jobs. We spend a lot of money, have a lot of nice things, and you lose your job. Mm-hmm. Now, I I feel guilty because you can't do the same things I used to do. You can't have the same experiences I, ha- I used to have. Right. You can't have the nice things that I used to have. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to bring up the wife because it's like a reminder every single time, like, I'm married, you're not. Right. I'm going to home to someone who's my significant other, and you're not. And it was hard. It's kind of like I have the shiny new toy, and you can't have it anymore because you broke yours. It, 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 it's that guilt on top of it's like, I really wish I could. I really, really, really wish I could do everything you could. I feel guilty. It's like, hey, I know it's midnight on a Sunday. I have to go home. I have work in the morning, mm-hmm. and I have to sit there with the guilt that I'm leaving you at the bar to walk to a place you don't want to be at. Right. And then even coming down here, it's like I I, I feel guilty because it's like I have to look out for my stuff. I have to be the self. I have to be extremely selfish. Right. Going back to the analogy of losing your job, it's like I would love to give you money to like get you back on your feet and maybe like, hey, I'll pay for you and everything and but at the same time, I still have my life and livelihood to pay for. Mm-hmm. So I can't do that. And it's like, I feel guilty because it's like, here I'm having a pretty decent life. Right. And then I look across the pond, and here's a person that's not. Right. He, he's in complete despair. I mean, he, he's about two seconds away from home, holding up a homeless sign. I didn't know what to do. Right. I mean, I mean, who who does know what to do? Right. Clarification: This was a year ago. This wasn't right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right, right now. Um, Just when people are like, he's he's what? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, um, everything like ever, ever since you got back, mm. it 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 kind of is like you're ready. You're ready to take that start walking forward. Mm-hmm. You're ready to not be still anymore. You're ready to not to basically stop hating yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's enjoyable. It is really enjoyable. I mean, you're doing a lot better. You're a lot happier. You're a lot motivated. You're a lot more talkative. You're a lot more understanding. And it's even better for me because it's like, hey, I can't do this today. And you're like, oh, hey, no big deal. It's fine. You know, you'll do what you can. I know you're busy. And it's like, oh, well, that's a relief <laughs> before then it's like nah I, I really can't it's like oh okay it's like i just kicked the puppy thank you i i, I feel <laughs> so wonderful now well um any final thoughts as we uh we close close it out on kind of my journey on the pain that i had the pain that you had just any kind of things that you want to just kind of close out with about, you know, this whole what, three-year process now between when it started and uh, an hour ago? 
throughout this whole experience, I would I would tell not just you, not just myself, but everybody that would be going through this, whether or not it's happening to them or happening against them. If it, it if it's happening to them from a person outside looking in, don't lie to yourself. Don't lie to anybody. Don't tell the truth. Because lying does nothing but make it worse. It makes the pain worse. It makes everything worse. And the truth does get out. It does happen eventually. And it's okay. Because your friends, your actual friends, like I, I kind of look at it as like the wedding. When you go through a wet, when you're planning for a wedding, you actually see who your real friends are. Mm-hmm. When you are going through hardship, like a divorce, you actually see who your real friends are. And it's okay. If it's two people, well, that's two people than you had, than you thought you would have. If it's nobody, then you know that you're going to start off fresh. But the worst thing you could do is lie to yourself and pretend it doesn't exist. On the other side, though, for people that's friends are going through this or people that are going through this, listen. That just, just listen. Just say, I'm here. And mm-hmm. it's going to be, it's going to be a long road. And you're not going to fix it. And you can't fix it. You can't do anything. You are nothing but a lantern trying to guide the person to the exit. You can't make them walk to the exit. Like, you can only go so far. You can't think for them. You can't even stop them from putting you down and walking away. But what you can do and what people want to say but they won't ever say is they just want to listen. And that's hard for a lot of people. It is very difficult for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's just to, you, just to sit there and listen to some person's world crumble around them. But you got to do it because that's all they want. Mm-hmm. They just want you to listen. They want to know that you will be there and help them with the journey. And it will be rough for everybody. It will be rough. I mean... I, I, you know me. I'm a very blunt person, and I can bluntly say that this, it, it will be hard. It will be the most difficult thing in the world. So, I would have to say, keep it together and don't give up. That at all. Cool, man. Um, that was um interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I um. I I always thought it would be interesting to kind of cold interview someone uh, like you who was in this position, and I I'm really happy that we got the chance, and I'm really happy that you trusted me in, enough to be you know that open to me about it. That's uh, like I said, I think the the biggest thing that surprised me is is your sense of guilt, but the big takeaway out of all of this besides you know obviously being a great friend um and and you were obviously that to me is um you know listening i love that i think that's huge and it's a lot of what i do nowadays when i talk to people uh cuz there are varying stories uh varying severity of of issues 
within a marriage. And that's really that's on, that's really what people want is they want you just to, to shut up and let them talk. And and you're exactly right. And and you had said that to me before. Uh, at one, I don't remember when, but you had mentioned that to me. That that's kind of your technique, and uh, I used it, and I use it a lot, and it is beneficial. So, um, to wrap it up and to, and to kind of reiterate, if you are in that situation where it's a friend, relative, be there for them, to to just be an ear for them, but respect your boundaries. Expect them to respect your boundaries. Uh, because you have a life to live too. You have um, you have your own issues. You have your own life to live, and um, it's not your responsibility to pull them up. They got to do that themselves. You can be there for them. You can be a lantern. You can be a guide, but you can lead a horse to water, but you can't force it to drink. So uh, thanks a lot. Uh, this is really enlightening, and um, you know I feel real special that this is one of the first of the longer episodes that I've done. I'm really happy it was with you. So thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you for letting me talk to you. Well, that's uh, that's it. So um, I learned a lot, and uh, I hope you learned a lot too. I want to thank my buddy for doing that. And basically, there's no words to describe how grateful I am to him and how much I love him. And and I just, to see that he went through what he went through, uh, the collateral damage, as we mentioned, is not something that you generally think about. I had no idea when I was going through the midst of it how much I was affecting him. I was thinking of doing a kind of a third episode, a commentary on some of the things that uh, we discussed. And if you're interested in that, I didn't know if people would want to hear that. But if you are interested in that, let me know. Shoot me a DM on Instagram, uh, just F underscore divorce, or you can always email me, jack at f-divorce.com. Because there's a lot of things I think would be interesting to uh, to kind of delve into from my side of things because I really just kind of opened the mic up and let him emote and describe his side of the story. One thing I do want to mention, though, is at one point he did say that he had felt my fist before, and I just want to make sure people know that I didn't beat him up. We used to spar. <laughs> so um, I had felt his fist, too, and it was in good fun. Not a fist I'd like to feel again anytime soon. But uh, thank you for listening. And again, if, if you want to hear kind of my take on uh, on what had gone on, let me know. And yeah, so that's it for today. Uh, make sure you like, rate, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, leaving a comment on those ratings is really helpful. It lets people know why you like the show. It also uh, helps people find the show. If you want to keep up to date with everything I'm doing, all the work I'm doing through Instagram, through the blog, all that kind of stuff, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at F underscore divorce. You can find me on Facebook as well. And you can always go to the website, which is F-Divorce.com. For Divorce Daily, this has been Jack Rollins reminding you, getting divorced sucks. Being divorced doesn't. Have a great day.